Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another Spooktober episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Spooky Shell. Spooky Shell. That's the, I, I, no, that doesn't sound right. No, I, I think we're no, going to. That one Chilly came and Shell? went that, that, that quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so was, we're back. Fine. <laughs> yeah. We're back for another uh, another back catalog title as we make our way through October here in the uh, the the first Halloween season in the history of We Watch Shudder. Uh, instead of the up to date most recent releases, we're going back and uh, checking out uh, older titles that we didn't get to talk about because they came out before the podcast started. Today, we are talking about uh, Color Out of Space. Directed by Richard Stanley, adapted from the uh, the story written by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, uh, we're just going to dive right into this here. I'm going to do like I always do and read you the description of the film straight from the Shutter website. Uh, after a meteorite lands in their front yard, Nathan Gardner and his family find themselves battling an extraterrestrial organism as it infects their minds and bodies and turns their lives into a living nightmare. Nicolas Cage stars in this mind-expanding cosmic horror, a Shudder exclusive. Michelle! Yes? Do me a favor, tell me all about your spoiler-free thoughts on the H.P. Lovecraft adaptation starring Nicolas Cage, Color Out of Space. My spoiler-free thoughts are, first off, alpacas, I agree. They are the animal of the future. <laughs> that is a very important point that this movie makes. Uh, secondly, the fact that they spell color without a U was very surprising to me. This seems like the kind of movie that would spell it C-O-L-O-U-R, and I was very upset when I found out that they did not. Well, Aside a- from that... <laughs> Uh, also, they they dropped the 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 article at the beginning. It's uh, the the story itself is the color out of space, and this movie oh. is very specifically color out of space. That is so upsetting. Aside from that one criticism, this gets a five skull out of five skull. Oh my god, I cannot believe how much stuff I forgot was in this movie. And then as I rewatched, it, I was like. Oh, yeah, I think about that scene all the time. I think about that scene all the time. I think about this all the time. And I did not remember that they are all from the same movie. This movie is incredible. It is a must-see for horror fans. It is so good. I can't say very much without getting into spoiler territory. Uh, And that's coming up. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this movie. So five out of five. Great. Hey, I uh, I, I, we, I wasn't prepared for this, but uh, at least as of this recording, May 25th, 2022, uh, we have our first mutual five skull movie, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Uh, Color out of this movie is Woo! phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I love everything about it. Uh, Nicolas Cage is pitch perfect oh as wacky Nicolas Cage. The, this movie... It feels like it was made for him, right? Because this yes. character, uh, his his very overt, aggressive acting style fits this character's story arc perfectly. Yes, uh, his extreme acting style. This movie would not be the same without him, and it is perfect for him. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's got awesome. Uh, just weird, tense, spooky atmosphere. 
Uh, it's got fucking phenomenal body horror uh, that just messed me up for a while uh, yeah. in all the best ways. Uh, Color Out of Space. Uh, also, by the way, in my opinion, uh, so far as, look, there have been quite a few movies throughout the years that have attempted to adapt H.P. Lovecraft uh, to the screen. And the main issue is Lovecraft wrote mostly very short fiction, right? And so to turn a lot of that stuff into feature films tends to require a decent amount of extrapolating and adding your own stuff. This is one of the very best, most successful H.P. Lovecraft adaptations I have ever seen. Uh, very faithful to the original story while maintaining its own uh, identity and uniqueness. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about this movie. The entire cast is fantastic. Uh, yeah, this one is is awesome. A perfect five out of five skull score. Color and out it, of space. It deserves it. It, it yeah. really does. Should, well, on that note. Spoiler, yeah. Yeah, on, on that note, guys, uh, as we do. Uh, if you want to go see the movie now, and I have to believe that if we've both given it five skulls out of five, there's got to be somebody out there who's like, you know, I need to go watch this before we, uh, yes. uh before do not we let us spoil it for you. Right. Watch go it. see the watch movie. It. This is, this is your pause before we get to the spoilers. Hit that pause button right now. All right. Uh, so I don't even, I, I don't even want to fuck around. Let me just nope. get right to the mess of this. What the fuck with the little boy getting melted into his mother's back in a weird fucking body horror monster creature? Holy fuck, this movie blew my goddamn mind. I, so I was trying to, now that I'm seeing it for a second time and I knew we were going to be reviewing it, I was trying to be more analytical about it and like, why does this work? And I realized that movies where you are helplessly watching somebody suffer and can't do anything are much more effective than a movie where the lead character you're seeing it from their viewpoint so if this had been a movie about like the mother and about her and it was centralized around her and bad things happening to herself that is less effective than watching this family having to deal with this monstrosity and they're helpless and we're helpless as the viewer, but you know how much pain they're in. Like that is so effective the way that they yeah. delivered it where we can't do anything and it is the worst thing possible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is like, happening. like there's a, to, to make a, a, a real uh, horror nerd metaphor out of it. Uh, Dario Argento, uh, made a movie in the 80s called Opera, uh, which is famous for uh, a particular gimmick in which the, the killer in that movie forces other people to watch him murder people. And he does that by taping needles to their eyelids so that if they close their eyes, they'll plunge those needles into their eyes. Like, like that, the, the idea of that experience is kind of like what this, like, I could not turn away. I was absolutely, like, riveted oh. into this movie. But it's, oh, man, some terrible shit happens to these people. It is intense, and it's sticky and gross in all oh, the sticky. most fun ways. <laughs> it's so sticky. Uh, it's, uh, I just... Man, I, 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 it's going to be hard for me to make any clear 
like concise points in like in depth about this movie because I just had so much goddamn fun with it. It was an overwhelming experience. Yeah, I just there's a lot of good dialogue, which I will get into in one second because I wrote down some of my favorite lines. But I do have to say, like, just let's say it didn't go batshit crazy to the wall, which it does. Like it goes it goes oh, yeah. out there so far. And also kudos to the little boy as an actor because you just, oh yeah that kid was great that is unheard of of like torturing a little boy in a in a movie like that it's not something you see very often and this <laughs> kid delivered good job maybe he like knew somebody who was glued to their parent in a mucus uh matter becoming some sort of <laughs> horrible creature so he had that real life experience to draw from because uh he did it he did such a great job but even so, like, just the little movie moments in this are so good. And one that comes to mind is when the mother, uh, whose name I've forgotten, but she is the woman from Nip Tuck, and I will never see uh, her Jolie Richard, else. Yeah, Jolie Thank Richardson you. is the actress. Yes, yeah, so there is a scene near the beginning where she is chopping carrots. Duh! And I know, I know how you feel about bigger stuff, <sighs> but it's the methodical chop, 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 yep. chop. And your heart starts beating to that. Oh, and they, and they show it to brilliant. you. brilliant. Oh, yes. they, they they give it away and they make you just sit there and that wait tension. for it. And that's what this whole movie is. It's oh. just so like they just give you the tension so well. Um, yeah. And then they break it with such good dialogue as those are alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> That is my favorite. I want that tattooed in purple somewhere on my body with Nick Cage's outraged face of those are alpacas. alpacas. I just like there's no reason that alpacas have to be in this movie except to see what they become. And I love that they were just alpacas. Right. It's it's just an extra level of weird to this dude. It's so perfect. Yeah, it's amazing. His uh uh his young uh the the daughter in the family being uh into all like she's a teenager uh, but she's into all this like like wiccan pagan sort of stuff uh and you're like oh that's a a neat little element and then like that actually you know as a horror movie that pays off in this because like you get to that point at the end where she's doing another trying to do another one of her her, her wiccan whatever uh rituals and she's like carving glyphs and sigils yep. into her body with a fucking box cutter. Oh my god! It it just and it's it's a it, it I wouldn't say it's a slow burn, but it builds at a, a really great pace. Uh, it just yeah. it just keeps layering and layering on. Uh, yeah. the, uh, I kept thinking it was over or like this has to be like the you end. You got to be getting close just, to the end. Oh, no. It no. just keeps going. Yeah. It's, and, oh, my God. Right. And then they, when they finally like unveil the, uh, the, the real scope of it and how this is like, uh, like the beginning of possibly the complete end of the planet, uh, because this is a creature that just devours worlds. Uh, it's like, like, oh Jesus, they really fucking went off the deep end. Um, one of my favorite, I, I don't know that this was deliberate, but I have to believe it was. And it's one of the things I love so much about the direction of this movie. So, uh, in the movie and in the story, 
this presence, this whatever it is, this entity from outer space uh, in the in the story, especially it's it's talked about as just the color. Uh, there's just this like this weird tint or color that is slightly visible if you if the light hits it just right. That's just in the air and a presence. Uh, and what I love is they represent the color in this movie with this super aggressive, fluorescent, neon sort of pink-purple color scheme. And what I love about that is it, it's an element that's been going... or It's a thing that popped up in pop culture recently uh, and like it was going around social media and whatnot. But it's this idea that pink and pink tone colors don't actually exist in the visible light spectrum, right? Uh, they, like, there are no, like, it's a, it's a weird color, uh, almost optical illusion that our brains make. And I just, I, I, I have to believe that's why they went with that color, right? Is because of that idea that this isn't actually a color that exists naturally, and I don't know, that uh, maybe I've rambled too much about it and gotten really deep and bored a whole bunch of people, but I loved that decision. I thought that was such a great choice for this movie. I actually, I also had a note about the color because aside from that, which yes, I've heard that that too, that it's not really something that exists, um, the way that they portray color in this movie is brilliant because for one you see it slowly devouring the world and showing yeah. up in more and more places and turning things purple and the color that they chose is such an unnatural color that it's, when you yes. see the trees becoming that color and it almost like it gave me the impression that if they were able to capture it, the color that these people are seeing would be a new color that they have never seen before. And right. like they never comment oh, and that's, on that. That's the that's basically yeah. the description from the yeah. original story is it was a color that they couldn't we I can't tell you what the color is because I've never seen this color before. Exactly. Yeah. And then they use the line, it's just a color, but it burns. Yeah. And that just like it hits me so hard of like I obviously cannot fathom a color I have not seen before. Right. And these people are living in this nightmare universe where they, like the daughter just watched her brother get fused to the mom and they were going to kill her and all this crazy stuff is happening. Meanwhile, she's seeing things she's never seen before and it's taking over the world. And that is so terrifying and they do it so well. It's not just like this thing crash lands and now everything's purple. It is this slow, like as things build, you're seeing more and more and it becomes right. almost like beautiful, but horrifying world. Right. And it doesn't, what I like about, uh, again, the use of that color in the, uh, in, in the film is it doesn't ever like completely overtake things except in a, a few very specific moments where the color, the presence itself is obviously very active and very aggressive, but like mm -hmm. it just becomes like this, like this almost subliminal, like purple pink tint that blends in with the other colors. And yeah. like, again, if the light catches like the, the leaves of the tree just right, they have this, Oh, there's this weird purple pink shimmer that you can that's it's yeah. and the way it slowly creeps into everything 
uh, it just layers on layers of what, what you said earlier about how like uh, you're watching these people and you know that they are fucking screwed and there's nothing you can do about it. Then there's nothing they would have been able to do about it because yeah. what we, I mean, ultimately my impression of it, I think is uh, by the time the meteor got to earth, it was already too late. Like shit was going to be bad and there's nothing anybody could have done to stop it. Uh, so when we come into the movie, sorry kids, it's just all downhill from here and it gets fucked. Like I, it's, it's one of those movies where fucking everybody dies. Like it's, uh, I also uh, really like, Oh, I I'm, was going to say, uh, oh, <laughs> okay. What were you going to say? Cause I was going to say, oh, I was going to move on to a thing about the, uh, 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 about the color and how it ends. Uh, but I also was like, well, technically the, uh, the, the guy, the scientist didn't die. That's uh, what I wanted to say is adding him as a character is brilliant because he's not losing his mind. He knows what's going on. He's not drinking the water. So you have this observer. Right, well, and he's you're not brought in with the rest of them. He's the, he's the audience's avatar, right? Exactly, like he's, he's us. That. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, he gives, he's our doorway into the story. Uh, I think mm -hmm. you, something you were talking about earlier, I think in a lot of ways, the story is framed from his perspective. Yep. Uh, yeah. which is where a lot of that uh, that stuff comes from, where you're just sort of helplessly. Also, like, that idea of uh, being a, I, I think a lot of times being, a, like, a well-educated or, a, a, you know, a trained scientist, uh, maybe you can, you can conceive of things that are a little bit scarier than other people because you just know about extra things. And so to watch him just be like, I have no idea what's happening and this is madness and like that to me it just adds an extra level of jesus what's happening here um and i especially like the implication there at the end that the color burns and it's so intense and it's this devouring force uh to the extent that uh after when it does finally dissipate and leave like it has extracted all color from everything where it was like everything is just this dusty white and black uh and just or and just very grayscale and monotonous and i really liked that effect and it, it had a, a real sort of like like hellish aftermath uh yeah. kind of quality um just the whole implication in the last little speech about how like uh it's like man i don't i have no idea how far into the water system this thing got. It's probably in like, again, because that's crucial to the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Is this meteorite has landed and started this infection right in an area that they're about to flood with a reservoir uh, to be used for, for development, you know? So it's like, going to be basically a water supply basin. And now it's infected. Like even those shots where they show you just the little traces of it in the water. It's just yeah. so well done. I love everything about Colorado space. Yeah. If, uh, uh, because I don't have a lot more to say about this movie, I do want to say that if people like this on kind of a different, uh, kind of the same realm, just in how they do such a visual, uh, a good indication of like something taking over the land, I would recommend people watch Annihilation starring natalie portman because i got the same feeling of like how subtly things like 
sink in and become the world and like it, it definitely gave me vibes from that movie you know it's so. interesting that you mentioned annihilation because i very literally just earlier today may 25th <laughs> guys keep in mind you're listening in october oh, yeah, we, we rec- didn't tell them we didn't oh them. yeah we, we did we may. mentioned it oh did we yeah. okay good yeah good. uh <laughs> but uh just earlier today I recorded uh, an episode of my other podcast, <laughs> All Screens Great and Small, where we talked about the film Men, uh, which is written and directed by Alex Garland, who also wrote and directed Annihilation. And mm-hmm. in that movie or in that podcast, I make very clear that I have now seen Annihilation three times and I'm still not sure I know what the hell that movie is about. Oh, it's very confusing. But no, I, I know what yeah. you mean, though, from yep. the just that presence of that weird sort of it's uh, just a really a, a really yeah. unique design and execution. I've never mm-hmm. seen uh, a movie really that looks quite like this before. Uh, mm-hmm. Super, super fun. Really well done. I can't say enough good things about it. Clearly, yep. neither can you. Uh, I, in fact, I don't... I, I struggled. I actually sat and thought, like, of trying to find even one... Uh, criticism or or negative thing to say about the film and I can't think of a single one uh the alpacas could look cooler when they're merged together that's my only criticism oh I I guess I loved how just completely melted into a pile of goo they already were yeah I just mean like they are clearly not real alpacas so I guess my only criticism could be like you could have murdered real alpacas and yeah (laughs) it's just like it's such a ridiculous image that like it makes me laugh oh Um, for sure so i mean that could be the only thing because i was also trying to think like what's my criticism and just like the alpacas look so stupid but i love it so much i'm just like "Ah!" yeah but uh stupid and i love that uh that mother and child weird John Carpenter's the thing arachnid creature uh, that they have to contend with at the end is just. Uh, And the way the kid can't even say anything, just like crying. Oh, my heart. Oh, it's good stuff. Go see Color Out of Space, you guys, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Frankly, if you're still listening, I don't know why you haven't run off to see it. But it's a fabulous film. Uh, We've got another one of these uh, Spooktobers coming up tomorrow. As you're listening to this, uh, we're going to record it in about five minutes as we're sitting in here. May. In, in May. In May. Nobody forget. <laughs> don't <In> forget. <laughs> We've become obsessive talking we, about We don't it. want you to think that we're ambitious. God right. forbid. <laughs> uh, never. Uh, yep. What are we talking about tomorrow, Michelle? We're talking about Scare Me, starring Aya Cash and the other guy who wrote, directed, and starred in it. And I just forgot his name. His Josh name is Josh Rubin. Rubin. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah scare me that movie coming up on the next episode of we watch shutter uh go check out color out of space as soon as possible if you've already seen it fuck go see it again it's really good and we will talk to you again on the next episode say good night michelle good night michelle